Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Beersheba, Israel, is Segev Shani. Segev is Chief Compliance and Regulatory Officer for Neofarm, and today we're going to be talking about blockchain and compliance, uh, an article that he addressed in the SCCE magazine, Compliance and Ethics Professional. Segev, first, thank you for writing the article, and thank you for taking time out of your evening to talk to us today. Sure. You're welcome. So let's start. This is a really interesting topic. I think first, though, it would be good if you could explain what blockchain is and how it works. It's a technology everyone has heard about, but I think many still don't fully understand it. Well, I, I can't, I'm not sure if I can say that I fully understand it, but uh, I'll try to explain it in a, um, uh, trying to be, um, let's say, more uh, clear for everyone. So first of all, although we hear about blockchain in uh, many cases, the first thing that I want to say is blockchain is not just cryptocurrency. Blockchain is a technology. It's the name of a technology. The, the, the theoretical uh, explanation for blockchain is uh, a distributed ledger technology. But trying to explain what it really means, it means that we have a, a set of data which is um, um, being kept on blocks. Um, and each block, once it's filled with data, is hashed or closed and then connected to the next block of data. And this is why the technology is called blockchain. It's a chain of blocks of data in, the, in those blocks. And the importance about uh, this technology is that in that way we can um, save data um, in a decentralized way and while securing that um, the data that is uh, the information that is kept in the blocks is not changed and we can rely on it um, uh, for the longer term. And you really, I, I think the key thing there is it's not just about money, but it's about data that is secured in a way that can't be changed. Now, from a privacy perspective, I could definitely see some advantages with data decentralized, which is a feature of blockchain technology. Everything's not stored in the same place. Uh, it, it would seem that it would be more secure. Is that correct? Well, it, it is secure. It is secure. And, and the, the concept of decentralization is this: you don't have to rely on a uh, a centralized agent that you have to rely on because the, it's decentralized. However, the uh, concept of decentralization means that in order to assure the integrity of the data, it's being uh, replicated to uh, the data is being replicated to numerous servers around the world. So, being decentralized does not really mean that there's only one copy. There, there are numerous or endless number of copies, and this is what makes uh, the information uh, uh, being kept uh, um, uh, with full integrity. So it has the advantage of, uh, of being secure, but security here means that it's not that the data is in one place, it's all over the world. Now, at the same time, that, that to me does create some potential downsides. For example, does having the data in so many places invite the data to be subject to many more privacy regimes? So I think it's uh, a very good question that the reply is, is very difficult because it's, it's geography or territory related because it depends on the laws. 
However, I would say that if, if I look at the GDPR as a, the, the European GDPR as a rule, that the way they, they found how to overcome the question of territories, uh, which uh, law is applicable in which territory, etc., what they said is if you have data of EU citizens, then uh, uh, GDPR um, uh, is in place regardless of where your activity is, where the server is, if you're in the States or in any other part of the world, uh, it doesn't really matter. So again, it depends on the specific law, uh, how it's being uh, defined. Although being decentralized means that you're everywhere, it just depends on the, uh, the different laws. If we talk about privacy laws, usually they relate to the um, identity of the data subjects. And then it doesn't really matter where, um, where in the world um, the data is, uh, is uh, situated. Am I correct that it's hard to delete data with blockchain, um, which is an important consideration because in privacy, people do want their data deleted. Uh, and if it is hard, why is it hard? Yeah, so, so th this is the entire, what we call the, the privacy uh, uh, blockchain paradox. Because uh, the strongest thing about blockchain is that the data cannot be deleted. The, the data is there for eternity and it cannot be changed. And this is what brings trust to the decentralized mechanism. And this is, on one hand, this is one of the strengths of both blockchain and privacy. However, we all know that the other side of privacy is that uh, data subjects want to make sure that uh, the data can be either deleted, changed, corrected, uh, etc. And uh, blockchain does not provide, let's say the, the basic definition of blockchain does not provide for this possibility because the entire concept behind blockchain is that you um, uh, the data cannot be changed. So this is the paradox um, between uh, blockchain and privacy. Can can privacy um, laws uh, uh, can uh, can they be um, can they meet uh, the blockchain technology? It's a, certainly a very big paradox there. So, should compliance teams say no to using blockchain for personal data, or is that too extreme and doesn't reflect how the technology is evolving? So. Um, Again, I, I be, we all believe in technology. We all know that technology is uh, what uh, take uh, take society forward. So saying no is never the right uh, the right reply. I think that um, the most important thing for um, compliance teams who are um, involved in blockchain, first of all, is to understand the technology and to understand privacy rules. There are a lot of um, um, new technologies or um, technological solution to overcome this paradox. Um, and by overcoming the paradox and by combining additional uh, technologies when using uh, blockchain technology, you can um, make sure that you have data integrity on one hand, you enable the data subject to control the data. Um, and although the data is not deleted, it's never deleted from the blockchain, there are um, different uh, ways either of encryption using smart contracts, um, 
and providing the data subject the key um, to enable whatever uh, entity he wants to provide them with access to the to his data. This can be um, limited in time uh, for specific information, etc. So that there are uh, technological solutions enabling uh, the the data owner uh, to control the data and make sure that it's uh, although it's never deleted, um, there will be uh, limited access to it only when uh, the data subject allows for it. And also, um, there are also solutions which can um, encrypt the data so that although it's still not deleted, uh, no one will have access after uh, a specific time period. In some ways, it reminds me of what the credit bureaus, at least in the US, do, which is give uh, consumers the ability to lock and unlock their credit histories based on whether or not they're actively in the market for a loan or not. Is, is that a fair analogy? Yeah, I think so, yes, really, because the, the thing is that with the entire concept is that because of the decentralized uh, mechanism, uh, we provide the, um, the data subject the, the control over his data. It's true that it's, it's not, it cannot be deleted, but because he's the owner of the data, he can, with the help of different um, technological solution, uh, he can lock the data or um, provide limited access, etc. Fascinating and quickly evolving, as we all know from reading the news. Well, Segev, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us today. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Chiltop from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.